0: Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Each week, we talk about heart rate variability and how it can be used to improve your overall health and wellness. Please consider the information in this podcast for your informational use and not medical advice. Please see your medical provider to apply any of the strategies outlined in this episode. Heart Rate Variability Podcast is a production of Optimal LLC and Optimal HRV. Check us out at OptimalHRV.com. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, friends, to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I'm back here with my good friend, uh, brilliant thinker in HRV biofeedback mindfulness, Dr. Ina Hazan. Uh, Ina, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, Matt.
0: Uh, Well, I'm excited to kind of continue our series that that we've been touching on uh, for the last couple months, uh, really in your book, Biofeedback and Mindfulness for Everyday Life. Uh, that there was this chapter where you sort of outline other biometrics. And I, I think it's really important because sometimes these get kind of siloed and in, in, in some ways, maybe because they are siloed. But in other times, really connecting these with other biometrics and obviously uh, a heart rate variability. So I, I love there's this paragraph in this chapter, kind of after a quick introduction and exercise you walk people through. That includes, I just got to name these off because I love it. Gavonic Skin Response, Luigi. We got Carl Jung in there. You even throw in Freud. Uh, we have a g- gavanometer, which sounds good, which you have to define. Uh, we got Frog Legs Twitching. And my friends, yes, that is all one paragraph in Enos' book. So uh, besides that literary, Jim, you just dropped uh at the beginning of this chapter uh, let's start out with defining what is skin conductance what are we looking at here um from kind of a, a biometric perspective um
1: certainly so skin conductance uh is uh um, one uh, term for, you know, something called EDA, ele- meaning electrodermal activity, right? Uh, so, you know, electroelectricity, dermal skin activity, right? So your skin is active, um, it's not, you know, crawling uh, or anything, but um, it is uh, active with electrical signals. And as response, you know, it. Uh, we learn a lot about um, our body's activities through uh, the way in which our skin conducts electricity. So, um, EDA, electrodermal activity, uh, is an excellent way of measuring it, and um, galvanic skin response is actually, you know, one of the earlier names for EDA. Uh, it was used by Carl Jung, uh, you know, over 100 some uh, years ago. Uh, it's one of the earlier uh, biofeedback devices that uh, we had, and, you know, he was really looking at uh, people's emotional responses uh, to various... Um, you know, laden words, right? So, you know, he, he, he's famous for his uh, word association uh, tasks where he would, you know, say a word and, uh, you know, see how the person responds. And he could actually measure that emotion emotional response uh, using galvanic skin response, which we now know as electrodermal activity. Uh, and we specifically use skin conductance. Uh, so to, um define that and, and I to tell you exactly what that means. Um, skin conductance tells us how much uh, electricity is conducted through your skin. Uh, so in, uh, in the palm of our hands and the, kind of the soft part uh, of the fingers, uh, we have eccrine sweat glands. Um, and those sweat glands are very responsive to um, any kind of activation. Physical activation, emotional activation. Uh, So these sweat glands start, uh, you know, producing moisture, right? They start producing sweat uh, whenever we're activated in in any way. Um, And we all know that uh, moisture uh, is quite conductive to electricity. So when the palms of our hands uh, get more sweaty, more moist, uh, skin conductance increases. Uh, So, you know, that tells us that the nervous system is becoming more activated. And so skin conductance uh, is one of EDA um, responses. There's also skin resistance, which is the opposite of skin conductance, um, meaning that as we are calmer, as our activity decreases, those sweat glands uh, become less reactive. They close, they produce less sweat, meaning less um, electrical signal is conducted through that. Uh, so skin resistance tells us, you know, how relaxed you are. Skin conductance tells us how activated you are. Um, in practice, skin conductance is probably the mo- the easiest to use because it's much more intuitive. Higher skin conductance means you're more activated. Lower skin conductance means you're less activated. Uh, and, so that's can, what we're doing. Can I
0: can clarify? Do. Are we talking sympathetic activation at, at, when we talk yes. about? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes.
1: So thank you for clarifying. This is specifically measuring sympathetic activation. So the eccrine sweat glands are uh, regulated by sympathetic nerves only. We are not, you know, measuring parasympathetic activity here at all. You know, of course, uh, when we are more relaxed, you know, parasympathetic nervous system is more active. Um, that typically means that sympathetic nervous system is less active, which will. Reduce skin conductance, but what we're actually measuring is sympathetic activity.
0: So, so uh, I, I know for my HRV nerds uh, out there, I've gotta ask this follow-up question because it always seems to enter. So, are, are we are we talking true sympathetic activation, or are we talking about re- like less ventral vagal? I, I said, I know you. I know you probably saw this coming. Are we talking about less? bagel breaking, less bagel tone. Because of of past conversations, just for those that might be joining us new and kind of don't get the inside joke that continues throughout this podcast, is really kind of HRV. I don't think we're measuring sympathetic activation, if I'm being a good student of of yours. We're we're measuring more parasympathetic activation uh, with this. So are we Really true sympathetic activation, or are we kind of lesser vagal tone where there's maybe more sympathetic energy within the system as we all try to still figure this out?
1: (laughs) So, um, excellent question, and uh, you're absolutely on target, Matt, as always. Uh, So, skin conductance is a measure of actual sympathetic activation, okay? Uh, You know, which is different from what we can measure with uh, the very low frequency of heart rate variability signal, right? So very low frequency uh, measure of heart rate variability in a long-term recording, uh, you know, several hours, you know, 24-hour recordings, uh, that will also give you a measure of sympathetic activity. Uh, But, you know, the way we typically do our measurements, uh, whether it be just daily tracking uh, or uh, biofeedback uh, training, these are short-term recordings. Um, And uh, in a short-term recording, um, a very low frequency signal, we simply don't get enough data. You know, As the name implies, very low frequency signal, it's very low frequency, that wave is very slow. Uh, so we have to have um, you know, a, quite a long recording in order to get enough data to truly be able to uh, say something about sympathetic activity. Uh, so when on a heart variability recording, we get an increase in very low frequency, uh, what we can what we can say is there is vagal withdrawal um, mm-hmm. occurring, meaning the vagal nerve is taking its foot off the brake, allowing kind of activation to increase. Um, and it is actually, uh, it may be accompanied by an increase in skin conductance. The reason for that is because very low frequency, you no know, short-term recordings, is often associated with uh, worry and rumination and kind of going over all the what-ifs in your head, yes. which you know, typically is accompanied with by sympathetic activation um, and vagal withdrawal. Uh, so they are related, uh, but uh, sympath- uh, sympathetic activity is tr- in a short term recording is truly measured by skin conductance.
0: Fascinating. So, so it gives us a little bit of a if we combine it, which I think you do clinically with HRV measures. What are you kind of looking for? Are are, are they usually complementary? To to one another, are we getting into the baroreflex system, trying to get be a bring that piece in here? What but what are you as skin conductance? You get HRV from the biofeedback. Clinically, what are you sort of seeing or looking for uh, when you start to look at those those numbers uh, together?
1: Um it completes the picture. Uh, ultimately, um, there are certainly times when, uh, you know, the person might be starting to worry and, uh, you know, get get to the what ifs and kind of those ruminative, uh, that ruminative state, uh, Well, you'll see an increase in very low frequency, and you'll see an increase in uh, skin conductance. Um, it, it doesn't always work that way. That's, you know, part of the reason it's so helpful to uh, get multiple physiological measurements is because you know our human bodies, which are not all you know not all that perfect, um, don't always you know send all the same signals in one direction that makes perfect sense for a very pretty picture. <laughs> um, you know, our, our physiology doesn't really work that way. Um, so it's nice to be able to uh, get multiple measures because they really do complete the picture. You know when skin conductance goes up, it doesn't necessarily mean we're stressed. Right. Because, you know, skin conductance can go up when we're super excited, right? It's a mm. it, skin conductance is just responsive to an increase in sympathetic activation. Um, and it can be, you know, uh, increase in physical activity, right? You've just, you yeah. know, gotten up and, you know, done some jumping jacks. Uh, it could be um, because something changed in your breathing. Um, it could be because you are Uh, talking about how much you're looking forward to some exciting activity you're about to do. It can also happen if you are really stressed. Uh, So the skin conductance signal in and of itself just tells us you're more activated. We have to have the context of uh, what's going on in order to be able to interpret it properly. And this is actually really important. We don't want to say, oh, your skin conductance is up. You must be stressed. Mm. No, it just means you're more activated. And, you know, and heart irritability measurements can help fill in, you know, part of that picture right you know if you are just going kind of happy um, and uh, you know excited about something you're not likely to get as much of that very low frequency um, activation in your heart variability your and you know there's certainly just the self report of the person hey you know what's up what's going on um, but you know it, it's important to get that um, full picture rather than just going um, uh, by the numbers
0: you know so so when we we look at the biofeedback experts uh, you know experience of uh, skin conductance if i'm in a fairly calm state if i don't have much sympathetic activation before the biofeedback bio session will will i so like right now i don't i don't feel any sweat i i know that doesn't mean that i don't have any but if i if i'm fairly relaxed state and then i do the biofeedback which gets me even to a deeper level of relaxation or or increasing my low frequency hrv let's let's use the hrv am i am i are you seeing much reduction if there's not a whole lot of sweat to begin with are you still seeing noticeable changes um in the electrical electricity and in the, the hands and skin
1: yeah. Yes. Um, so skin conductance is usually like the changes in skin conductance are usually imperceptible to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there are some people whose sweat glands are much more active and they can, they can actually, you know, they can tell. Uh, but for the most part, great majority of people, you know, the only way we can, the only time we can really tell is if we're like super anxious or just been working out and we'll like literally feel hands getting yeah. sweaty. Uh, most of the time, uh, those changes are imperceptible. Uh, so uh, if you are, you know, doing well, kind of at a neutral state, uh, your skin conductance is going to you know, be somewhere at a, on the lower end uh, of the scale. And then you do your resonance frequency uh, breathing, you know, do some HRV biofeedback. Um, and likely get into an even, you know, better regulated, potentially more relaxed state—not yeah. necessarily, but potentially more relaxed state—and uh, that should be accompanied by uh, a decrease uh, in skin conductance. And you won't be able to tell unless you are actually measuring it, right? Mm-hmm. So this is it. just like you can't tell which, what your heart durability is without measuring it. Uh, skin conductance—you usually uh, can't uh, tell where it is exactly. Uh, without measuring it. And that's, you know, of course, what we uh, aim to achieve with biofeedback is for people to learn about their physiological responses um, and be able to tell a little more uh, about their physiological state based on how they feel and connecting that with what they're seeing on the screen. Um, But the only way to really measure it is to, you know, measure it.
0: So I I want to connect this to uh, the last episode we did on temperature, because I would assume, and I think I'm wrong with everything we're talking about, is that the warmer we talked about, like melting chocolate uh, in our fingers. I, I remember that you throw chocolate in, and I that's definitely going to be a, a memory for me. Uh, so, so kind of like holding chocolate, and you know, you're you're raising temperature levels. I would assume, but after the, I, I I may be assuming wrong. In fact, I bet I am. As I raise my temperature, I assume I would be sweating more, but maybe, maybe not. Is there any connection between our, our episode on temperature and skin conductance, or are we talking about two distinct things that need to kind of remain maybe siloed?
1: They are very much related, so you are, are absolutely right uh, about that. And yes, the uh, melting chocolate is an awesome trick that I learned from Eric Pepper mm-hmm. that I you know I like love teaching to um, other people. As you know, many of uh, um, Eric's tricks get propagated yes. and taught by others. It's um, awesome. So um, when. Uh, when we get more relaxed, our blood vessels uh, dilate, uh, which means more blood is coming to our fingers and uh, finger temperature increases. Uh, but that typically does not make us more uh, more sweaty. Kind of that um, the sweatiness is a sympathetic um, response. Um, so peripheral uh, temperature increasing is usually we usually don't actually feel. Um, hot uh, the way we might if we are, you know, are exercising or, you know, kind of getting overheated. There's a difference between peripheral blood vessels um, and major uh, uh, blood vessels and uh, heat regulation, uh, uh, you know, uh, between those. So when we are uh, relaxed, um, hands, feet, you know, noses, ears uh, warm up, uh, but um, without uh, the activation um, of the uh, the sympathetic nervous system. In fact, actually it's the opposite. Your blood vessels are also controlled by sympathetic nervous system, the same way as your um, sweat glands are, but in the opposite direction. Um, As your fingers warm, uh, that means a decrease in sympathetic activation. So there are sympathetic receptors uh, in your blood vessels. And as your activation increases, it would result in increase in skin conductance and a decrease in um, in temperature because your blood vessels would constrict. And as you decrease sympathetic activation, um, your blood vessels would dilate, your finger temperature, temperature would increase, and your skin conductance will decrease. Uh, so th- they do go together, but they typically in opposite directions, and also not always. Uh, But a lot of the time, uh, they go in opposite direction. So when we do temperature training, skin conductance is actually a really good way to um, look at effort and unnecessary effort, right? If somebody is really trying to warm up their hands, which does not work, right? The more you try, the colder your fingers get. um, We can tell if that's happening by an increase in skin conductance. And we can we can track that same unhelpful unnecessary effort in HRV biofeedback as well, right? Yeah. So that's another way that you can combine it together.
0: Fascinating. Uh, I just it's so because I would always assume temperature increase and in sweat would be correlated, but interesting how our nervous system. And obviously, if we're working out, that that's a different thing. But it's kind of good to know when I melt the chocolate, I don't have my sweat all mixed in. Uh, with it as well. So, this, so I guess that's that's a good thing. Maybe as we were creating our nervous system, you don't want sweat on your chocolate. So let's let's distinguish <laughs> right. between those two things. <laughs> I love it. I is there anything else uh, with skin conductance? I've got kind of a, a bigger uh, final question for you, but anything else with skin conductance that uh, you think it's important for our audience uh, uh, to consider? I, you've already blown my mind like three or four times. Uh, in this episode, in the short time we've been talking but anything, any other important aspects of this uh, that, that you think our folks should know.
1: Um, maybe just that, you know, skin cadences is a really neat, easy, uh, you know, simple uh, way of uh, showing mind body connection. Uh, You know, skin conductance uh, changes in response to activation extremely quickly. So if you're um, measuring skin conductance and there is a number of devices out there that you can use, some of them are quite, um, you know, inexpensive. So there, you know, there is a way of uh, doing this without having fancy equipment. Um, You know, when you start, um, you know, thinking about, uh, I don't know, an exciting vacation, or if you are struggling with a math problem, or if you're worrying, starting, starting to worry about a meeting, you have... The next day, your skin conductance goes up immediately. And actually, that uh, word association game is really fun. I typically uh, do it when I do my in-person biofeedback workshops uh, because, uh, you know, it's not terribly therapeutic, but it's fun yeah. uh, to to demonstrate to people. You know, I might, you know, I might say to somebody, you know, the, I may just say the word, you know, dog, you know, and if it's neutral for that person, their skin conductance will remain fairly um, flat or maybe go up just a tiny bit. Um, and then, you know, if I'm working with students, I say exam and whoosh, you know, there's, you know, skin conductance goes way up um, and it's so fun to demonstrate that. Uh, or, you know, if I say, you know, say something, you know, for somebody who really enjoys roller coasters, if I say roller coaster, their skin conductance is going to go up too, because that's an exciting thought. Exciting. Uh, yeah. And that activation, that, that physiological activation, doesn't know the difference between stress and excitement. It it kind of all looks the same. So this is where our interpretation uh, is important. Uh, but this is a really great way to demonstrate mind body connection. So is
0: that is that kind of excitement sympathetic activation? It, that's not, kind of boy. I I just find that interesting because we talk so much about respiratory sinus arrhythmia and how inhale, exhale with the vagal tone. But it seems like, hey, getting excited about, let's say, me giving a presentation, for example, that that energy is going to serve me, that sympathetic activation would serve me well, which is usually not how we talk about increases... In sympathetic activation, with that, so so, are am I hearing you right that that could actually be a beneficial thing? So, as skin conductance, kind of like the butterflies I used to get before a basketball game, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, gave me kind of that energy. So, even if we saw an increase in skin conductance, increase in sweat. Not necessarily a bad thing based on the context of that activation. Am I hearing you correctly with that?
1: Absolutely. In fact, uh, you know before a performance, it's a very good thing you want that. yeah, right? you know if you're if you're about to you know get out in the you know, on the court to play basketball, if you're about to you know get out on stage to give a presentation. Um, You don't want uh, flat activation, right? You don't want to be falling asleep on stage. You don't want to be dragging your feet across the court, right? You want to be on, you want to be energetic, you want to be active. So you absolutely need uh, that oomph. Um, And it's going to come from a sympathetic uh, nervous system. It certainly um, has sort of a bad rep um, out there. Uh, We we absolutely need sympathetic activation. And we need it, um, you know, in various ways throughout pretty much uh, every day. Uh, the the tricky part is we don't want that sympathetic activation to get out of control, right? We don't want it to to overactivate, and we don't want it to have trouble, you know, coming down. We want uh, uh, sympathetic activation to come down fairly quickly once the challenge is over, but we absolutely want it and need it and cannot uh, perform well uh, without it.
0: Excellent. Well, and I just love exploring the complexity of us with you because it's just, it's so uh, fascinating to, to try to put all these pieces uh, of the pie together. And again, uh, before I actually ask you another ridiculously complex question, I do have to say, Biofeedback and Mindfulness for Everyday Life, your book, does just a wonderful job of making this accessible to people while giving, if you're a clinician, giving you tools to use clinically, if you're a human being, giving you clinical or giving you tools just to live a healthier life, so I got to put that in. Uh, it was, you know, my kind of introduction to you, and it just like was such. a What I've integrated so much of this uh, into my life and into my practice. All that asking forgiveness for this question of, uh, I, I just love how how the more I learn about the human body. The more I see the human body as an electrical system, um, the synapses in the brain of this bioelectricity of uh, the positive and negative charged ions, which, you know, action potentials, uh, heart rate variability. I, I think I'm safe to say we're, I mean, the heart is an electrical uh, system with frequencies and charges and hertz and all this stuff. now, now the skin is also electrical charged. I would just like to to give you like what? How do you look at, at the at the human beings as electrical systems? Uh, and maybe you haven't thought about this at all, but everything that we dig into at the ground level seems to be electric to be a charge. The bioelectric system and since we brought this up and had to with skin conductance just kind of you know with your learning about human uh, anatomy how do you see us as a bioelectric system i just love to to hear any just random thoughts that that you have about this
1: uh well great question i i will confess i have not really thought about it so you know happy to ramble and see you know see what happens uh but you are absolutely right um our life very much depends on proper electrical activity in the body, right? You know, the brain uh, works by sending out electrical signals. You know, um, all communication uh, between cells um, happens through electrical signal. You know, if I want to, you know, move my fingers, it's an electrical signal from my brain uh, that's you know being sent very quickly, way quicker than I can talk about it, mm-hmm. um, uh, to to my fingers, right? You know, the, uh, my heart would, you know, it is uh, an electric, you know, very much depends on uh, the electrical conductivity, right? You know, if yeah. there uh, if there's something wrong with uh, uh, the conductance of electricity within the heart, it doesn't work properly or it doesn't work at all, right? Uh, you know, arrhythmias have to do with you know improper electrical conductance in the uh, um, you know in in the heart. Uh, your muscles won't work, um, you know, without uh, proper electrical signals, right? You know, when um, and there's so. M- so much can actually mess with those electrical signals. Yeah. Uh, when we overbreathe, right, if we don't have enough carbon dioxide in the blood, you think, what does a gas have to do with electricity? But right. you know, because that gas influences the pH level and the pH level influences the movement of those electrically charged ions uh, across the cell membranes, uh, we get uh, malfunctions, uh, for lack of a better word, um, in the in the muscles, right? So we get... Uh, you can get muscle pain and cramps uh, and fatigue and things like that uh, because uh, those electrically charged particles are uh, moving, you know, into the cell as opposed to staying outside the cell. You know, as um, as one example. So those electrical signals are crucial for our everyday functioning. And um, you know, it, with bio in biofeedback, a lot of the signals we're measuring are electrical signals, right? Yeah. Muscle tension. It's a sensor that's measuring uh, the electrical signal that's being uh, um, produced by the muscle cells uh, and EKG to measure heart activity, right? That's, again, a measure of the electrical activity that we we know uh, what kind of electrical signal is produced at which stage, you know, of the... um, of the heart cycle. Right. So we know exactly what's happening. Um, you know, uh, brain waves, uh, right? Again, all of that, you know, with neurofeedback, it's all, um, electrical activity. So it's both vital for, um, just living, um, and for improving our functioning uh, as far as biofeedback is concerned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it seems to be in some ways, the connector, obviously the autonomic nervous system is a connector, but, you know, it's just fascinating that this, keeps coming up in the podcast either overtly or oftentimes just kind of coming around to it but to start out really looking at this section of the the electrical charges of your of your skin just, just another fascinating kind of part of the overall equation of the bioelectric system that is is you and me which uh I I if you want good reading if you go back uh, to the twitching frog legs they did some really kind of disgusting things back in the day Uh, but you know, it's kind of how we got here. So, uh, but the, how we kind of came to this idea of electricity, uh, being a part of our system, I think it's just a fascinating thing in, in the history of science and the fact that we're here, uh, helping people through heart rate variability and other types of biofeedback to use that science, uh, to help, uh, the regulate the systems of the body is, is just really cool and fascinating to be part of that, that history. And we're not doing some of the grocery stuff that they did back in the day, which is, which is always good. There's no frog legs involved anymore, at least in my work. And I'm sure your work, uh, as well doesn't involve twitching frog legs at this point so
1: thankfully not yeah frog <laughs> day section in biology class was not my jam
0: what well, wasn't mine either so probably one of the reasons I'm vegan at this point uh yeah but uh so you know i want to thank you uh for walking us through this again i can't highly more highly recommend a book than your biofeedback and mindfulness in everyday life book. I'll put the link to that uh, in the show notes. If you haven't got it, Uh, you need to get it. Audiobook is also really great. If you're an audiobook fan uh, like I am, highly recommend uh, that as well. So Ina, thank you again. And uh, Hey, I look forward to the next time. I know we have a really exciting episode coming up in a few weeks um, around, uh, something called the optimal zone. I'll just kind of, uh, tease that. Uh, and I can't wait, uh, for our next episode as well. So thank you so much, my friend. And as always, you can find show notes, information at optimalhrv.com. Thanks Cena. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, Matt. Thanks everyone.